Merry Christmas! So December 25th is right around the corner and as part of our yearly tradition of enjoying the holidays, today's episode, 65, La Noche Buena y Navidad, will focus on how Christmas is celebrated in the Spanish-speaking country of Peru. So let's go ahead and get started. One thing to remember, Peru is located in the southern hemisphere, so while we in the northern hemisphere often think of Christmas time as a time of snow and cozy fires, etc., Peruvians celebrate Christmas in the middle of their summer. Anyways, let's talk about the general Christmas festivities. So while there are many similarities between how Peru and the U.S. celebrate Christmas, they also have their own unique holiday flair. For example, while some Peruvians will have Christmas trees, fake ones, not real, The real centerpiece of the holiday is the nativity scene. Now, in Spanish, the nativity scenes are called pesebres, un pesebre is manger, or they're called nacimientos or belenes, and un belen or nacimiento is the Spanish word for nativity scene. But you can use all three to talk about Spanish nativity scenes. Now, in Peru, the entire living room will be centered around the family's belen, This, instead of the Christmas tree, is where gifts are put, and part of the Christmas tradition is leaving the manger empty to await the baby Jesus on Noche Buena, but we'll get into that in a little bit. For now, just know that the nativity scenes are pretty important, and while they may have the traditional animals, that is, cows, sheep, etc., they might also have a more Andean twist with alpacas, llamas, and Mary and Joseph wearing indigenous clothing. But, Belenes aren't just reserved for the home. Every city has its own large nativity scene placed in its main plaza, and vendors will set up shop there for the season, and people can visit with their families. Now, here are two interesting events that take place in various Peruvian cities. There's Santuantique, I apologize if I butcher any of these, but this is a Chechua word for the selling of saints. And it's basically a Christmas market in Cusco that takes place on December 24th and 25th in the Plaza de Armas. And artisans from all over the country come to sell their crafts, generally related to Christmas, the saints, or other religious items. And there are also, of course, food vendors. Then there is Takanacue, which is also known as Peru Christmas Bites. And this strange event takes place in a province near Cusco, Chumbivilcas, again, I apologize if I butcher any of these, but Chumbivilcas province on December 25th. It's a time of alcohol, dancing, and believe it or not, actual fighting to settle scores and or find out who is the toughest. It's such an interesting event. Anyways, there are of course other festivities. There are also coastal folk dances and the southern Canete province uses zapateo or tap dancing to enjoy la Navidad. It's an important part of Afro-Peruvian culture. I've included links to different videos, and one of them is a Zapateo Puro, so a Zapateo video. And if you're reading the blog, you of course can just click on that video there. Now, some of the instruments involved in this style of music include una quijada de burro and cajón. The first one, the quijada de burro, is literally a donkey's jawbone. I was blown away when I first realized that. If you want to learn more about that instrument, like I did, check out the short video in my show notes. It is so 
Cool. I've also included a link to a video on YouTube that highlights three key instruments for Afro-Peruvian music, el cajón, la cajita, and, of course, la quijada de burro. You can hear what all three sound like together for el festejo, which is an important Peruvian dance. I also found a video called Festejo de Navidad, which apparently is a traditional Afro-Peruvian Christmas carol, and of course have included a link to it in the show notes. Seriously, this entire segment sent me down such a rabbit hole, but it was too cool to pass up. I really hope you enjoyed this section as much as I did researching it. Now let's talk about La Noche Buena, a very important night in Peru. La Noche Buena is Christmas Eve. Literally, it means the good night. And this is when Peruvians have their big family Christmas party. It begins with a late night mass on December 24th called the Misa de Gallo, or Rooster Mass. Why it's called that, I have no idea. But it begins about 10 p.m. Afterwards, everyone returns home and at midnight, the festivities begin. At the stroke of 12, someone, from what I've read, generally the youngest child, will place the baby Jesus in the manger. Everyone, and I do mean everyone, shoots fireworks off to celebrate the arrival of Christmas Day. This is also when you might toast the occasion with champagne and the children will drink hot chocolate. And after they watch the lovely fireworks or Los Fuegos Artificiales, it's time to head back inside for dinner and gifts. Now, again, based on what I've read, this also might be when you place the baby Jesus in his manger. Now, Peru does celebrate Santa Claus, although I'm not sure just how similar their rituals are to those in the U.S., I could only find a few references, but it kind of sounds like he is the one who brings the gifts for the children. I'm not sure. If you have any more information, please let me know. Anyways, while children will go to bed after all of this, the adults will stay up later, potentially even greeting the Christmas sun. And so December 25th, Christmas Day, is mainly a day of relaxing, recovering, and spending a quiet day at home or out with family. After all of this, you might be asking, so what does this delicious Christmas dinner look like? Well, depending on where you're at in Peru, it could be turkey, pavo, or pollo a la brasa, which is grilled chicken, or lechon, which is roast suckling pig. While, now, the most common dish seems to be turkey, but small coastal towns might instead prepare fish, and the Amazonian jungle communities will do wild chicken, and the Andean highlands will do Pachamanca. Now, Pachamanca is Chechua for earth oven, and you basically take your meat and vegetables and cook them via a covered hole in the ground. I recommend checking out a few of the links I've included in the show notes where they explain the process while also giving you visual insights into the method and culture. It sounds delicious, and it looks amazing. Anyways, for side dishes, you might have applesauce, puree de papas, which is kind of like mashed potatoes, but it looks way creamier. I found a Peruvian recipe in Spanish. They also might have tamales, and I did find a recipe for Peruvian tamales with the option to practice your Spanish. But if you want to do a deeper dive on Peruvian Christmas food, I recommend checking out the post from Eat Peru, a food blog I literally just discovered while writing this episode. Did I subscribe to it? You Betcha. Anyways, Eat Peru also has a delicious looking panetón recipe, which is kind of like a Christmas fruitcake, except that instead of the U.S. fruitcake that no one ever wants to eat, the Peruvian fruitcake is a national favorite. This dessert originally comes from Italy, and it's filled with green and red dried fruits. 
Another festive dessert is alfajores, which are basically cookie sandwiches filled with dulce de leche, or as it's called in Peru, manjar blanco. Eat Peru, of course, has another recipe for this treat as well. Now, am I going to be doing some baking here? Probably not around this Christmas. There's way, way too much to do. But I'm definitely printing out these recipes to try later. Because how could you pass up panetón or alfajores? I, I can't. Anyways, moving on. While eating panetón, Peruvians will often drink hot chocolate. This is a bit different from what we're used to in the U.S., for one thing, it is much more flavorful. It has many spices, including cinnamon, cloves, and even star anise. Yes, Eat Peru also has a recipe for this, and I will include all of these recipes I'm mentioning, well, links to these recipes in the show notes. Now, on a side note, Peruvians really, really enjoy their hot chocolate. During the Christmas season, people will host chocolatadas, which are social events where people get together specifically to drink hot chocolate. The proceeds will sometimes help local causes, or these events will be a way to reach out and give to local, less well-off communities. It's a pretty cool idea. Lastly, Christmas in Peru doesn't actually end on December 25th. The actual end of the Christmas season is January 6th, known as Bajada de Reyes, or Epiphany. This is the day that people take down their decorations. And as you know from other episodes, Epiphany is when the three wise men come. So in Lima, the three wise men, aka three mounted and dressed up policemen, will ride through the city and bring gifts to the municipality of Lima in the Plaza Mayor. And for some parts of Peru, this is also the day that children get to open their gifts, not Christmas Day. That would be, not gonna lie, as a kid, that would have been, that would have been pretty hard to wait until the 6th of January. I, I don't know how we would have done it. This pretty much concludes our trip through Peru's Christmas season. Please send me a note if you try any of the recipes. I'd love to hear from you how they turned out, were they delicious, and would you make them again? While we don't have a cultural tip for today, as the whole episode is pretty much a cultural tip, I do have a podcast slash blog update. So, just as I did last year, I will be taking a break at the beginning of 2022 to work on episode ideas and other fun things. So, this is our last episode of 2021 for Spanish Answers. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a great New Year, and a blessed 2022. I will see you in March. Take care! Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources I used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about Spanish culture or grammar, or if you need a personal tutor or language consultant for your business, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. Aprovechalo, disfrútalo, y compártelo. See you in two weeks. Hasta luego! Thank you.